1: Time now for New Hope Radio on AM 1100 KFAX. This program is the radio ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship in Hayward, a place of healing and restoration. Now here's today's message of hope.
2: I'd like you to take your Bible this morning and open them to the book of Judges chapter 15. We're going to be talking about Samson today. Judges chapter 15, and we're going to, to start, we're going to begin reading at verse 14, but I'm going to be referring to the previous verses in the chapter as well. It says, talking about Samson, it says, it says, when he came to Lehi, the Philistines came shouting against him. Then the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And the ropes that were on his arms became like flax that is burned with fire. And his, bone, his, his bonds broke loose from his hands. He found a fresh jawbone of a donkey, reached out his hand and took it and killed a thousand men with it. Then Samson said, with the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of a donkey, I have slain a thousand men. And so it was when he had finished speaking that he threw the jawbone from his hand and called that place Ramoth Lehi. Then he became very thirsty. So he cried out to the Lord and said "You've you've given this great deliverance by the hand of your servant and now shall I die of thirst and fall to the hands of the uncircumcised? So it says, "So God split the hollow place that is in Lehi, and water came out, and He drank, and his spirit returned, and he revived. Therefore He called its name En which is in Lehi to this day, and he judged Israel 20 years in the days of the Philistines. Samson, by no means was perfect. I mean, he had a great calling on his life. He took on the vow of a nazarite and 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 at times he failed that vow and had to kind of start over. Doesn't that sound like us? How we make a vow unto the Lord and we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, and we're going to keep it this way, and we're gonna, we're going to keep it that way and and, and we, we fall short, but God gives us the grace to start over in spite of our failure. God gives us that kind of grace. He extends it to us and says, it's all right. I forgive you. Now get back up and keep moving forward. I got something for you to do. Every one of you in this room and those that are listening out there, you know, uh, via the cameras and wherever they reach us, you know, reach for us. Everywhere you go and you're a child of God, there is a purpose for your life. You are special in his hands. Some of us don't know what our purpose is. Listen, you pray, you seek God, you keep moving forward, and you'll find out what God has for you. And others of you already know your purpose in God. Listen, do everything you can to fulfill it. Do your very best to be what God has called you to be. Be a great representative of the kingdom. Remember who you represent wherever you go. Huh? Whether you're at the park, whether you're at some big event, whether you're at home, whether you're talking to your neighbor, whether you're in the workplace, remember who you represent. You are a child of God and you represent the kingdom of God. We are ambassadors. We are just foreigners passing through. Hallelujah. This world is not our home. Just a reminder, if you read about it, I just want to share some things. It says, the word Enhokori means fountain of him that called or prayed. A miracle took place, and out of a split somewhere in the mountain, the hill, water came out, and he was refreshed. But it happened because he called out on God and he prayed. Never belittle the power of prayer. Never underestimate the power of prayer. Even in difficult times and, and, and bad things happen, maybe God doesn't answer our prayers the way we want him to. We need to know that God still shows up. He answers according to his will. I was having a conversation, uh, a breakfast one day with, with my friend Sean. He's, he's, he lost his grandson. His son Joseph lost a little boy at age, you know, not even two years old, to cancer. And we were talking, and and, and that was his heart. He's like, but what do I do? I'm, I'm angry. I, I'm disappointed. I, I You know, my, my grandson is going to die of cancer. But as we were talking, there was encouragement from me and and, and Pastor Nick. And he had brought a brother with him that was part of his prayer team. And and, and we met and we were just encouraging Sean. And all of a sudden, one of the, we kind of, me and Pastor Nick, I don't know who brought it up, but we said this. Sometimes people have it mixed up. They have, listen to me very carefully, they have more faith in their faith than in the Lord Jesus. They have more faith in their faith than in the Lord Jesus. Our faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Our faith is in the God of heaven and earth, not just that we believe. Don't get me wrong. Faith connects to God. But sometimes we lose that connection to God, and we're just hanging on to something that that, that we just want to hold on to, and we're not waiting for God to do what God wants to do. There's a difference. There's a difference. Faith is the, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The things not seen that God is going to bring to fruition. That's who God is. God works in the invisible realm. Huh? That's where things start in the invisible realm. They don't start right here. The scripture says, Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the spiritual realm. We're not just talking about the blue sky and the clouds. Up beyond that is where God dwells in eternity. And that's where things take place. God, this stuff isn't even on my notes today. This chapter, you know, is one of my, like I said, is one of my favorite stories. And if you continue to read on in the chapter itself, not just that Samson kills a 1,000 men with the jawbone of a donkey... I mean, he, the, 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 I was reading some of the other, you know, translations and reading some some commentary. He wasn't just killing them; he was he was ripping these men apart. He was he was he was annihilating the enemy. It took a lot of strength out of him. How many know that ministry and doing the things of God can be very, you know, taxing on your body? Huh? Some people don't realize that when when, when the man of God preaches and he he's done, Pastor Tim gets off the platform, he's tired. He has spent himself giving the word of God, and we feel that way. You know, God gives us the strength, but man, sometimes we have to wait a little while. We got to rest. We wipe the sweat off our brow. We got to get refreshed. We need something to eat. We need something, some rest. Ministry is hard sometimes. Now, if you read, if you study the life of Samson, like I said, he is imperfect. He's flawed. And yet, yet the Lord would use him mightily. And so he becomes a character that we can learn from to be able to push through our personal flaws and setbacks. Today, I'd like to focus on this lesson for life from Samson. We can go from betrayal to victory. From betrayal to victory is what I want to let, you know, just kind of let that hit home in your heart today. Betrayal is a hurtful, damaging event in our lives. It can cause anger, it can cause bitterness, it can cause insecurity, uh, trust issues. And these after effects, sometimes of betrayal, they, they carry into our new life with the Lord. Or even stifle our walk with God if we are betrayed as a Christian, as a believer. It's one thing to be betrayed before we got saved. But now you're saved and you think everything's perfect and everything's great and betrayal comes your way. It hurts. It damages. Huh? It, it puts you at arm's length with people. Huh? Sometimes I can tell people are hurt. I can tell people are, are are broken because of betrayal and things like that just by trying to give them a hug. You try to just give them a hug and they give you that little side pat. They, don't, they, they, they can't handle a loving embrace. They've been hurt. They've been wounded. Sometimes there's trust issues. I, I see it a lot in ladies with men. You, you know, you feel that that coldness, and you're like, "Man, what, what, what did I do? Something wrong?" And I understand God has to bring healing to that individual. If you read this story, Samson gets betrayed. He goes back to visit his wife and. And and his father-in-law had already given his wife to another man. He says, hey, I I thought you didn't want her no more. I thought, by by this time, he goes, you hated her to death, basically, is what he was saying. And he says, you know what? I I gave her to somebody else. He goes, as a matter of fact, I gave her to your companion. How would you feel about that? You know, one of you men, you're married, and all of a sudden, you know, hey, I, I gave your wife to your homeboy. Wow, what qué What happened? Huh? You did what? And you feel betrayed by that person? You be you, betrayed maybe by your wife? You know, how, how could you do this? Well, you took too long. But Daddy's home. Daddy's home. No, no, no I'm sorry. I'm I'm taken, you know by some, you know something happens. Somebody makes a promise. And they they fail you, and you feel betrayed. I thought you were a man of your word. I thought you were a woman of your word. Don't forget that you're dealing with humans. Don't forget that. So he's betrayed, and and, and before he, he, he goes into battle with these thousand men, if you read the story, he goes and he catches 300 foxes. 300, okay? Then he ties their tails together, lights it on fire, and sends them into the fields of the Philistines. He destroys the wheat fields, he destroys the vineyards, and he destroys the olive groves. Their food source just damaged and just destroyed everything. And I thought about this. It's one thing to hunt a fox, right? You hunt it to kill it. Maybe it's it's destroying your you know the chickens and you know your livestock. So you you know you hunt, you kill it. But this guy catches three hundred of them. And makes 150 torches and sends them off into the fields. That took supernatural strength. That is not humanly possible. Do you hear what I'm saying? If you read the life of Samson time and time again, he worked under the strength of God, not in his own strength. But when the Spirit of God would come upon him, he would move in the miraculous. Not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. The anointing is not us, it is the Spirit of God through us. Hallelujah. Whether you're singing a song, whether you're preaching a message, you're giving a prophetic word. You know what? It's, it's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's the moving of the Spirit of God through our lives that causes it to be effective. That causes it to be lasting. Lasting. Frank Markle, years ago, a friend of mine said this. He says, unless the Spirit of God shows up, unless the Spirit of God shows up, nothing of lasting significance will take place. All right, It's just empty words. It can just be a show. It can just be a concert. It can be a motivational speech. But without the anointing of God, spiritual things do not take place. Lives are not touched. Lives are you know, not put back together. Lives are not restored. Chains don't fall off without the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Samson catches 300 foxes. And that's where I got my title from today. If I can catch 300 foxes. Foxes are not a big big animal. Some of them are very small. Sometimes we we make little of the little things that God does in our lives. We really do. But those little things are meant to give you confidence for the big things that you got to face. Do not take for granted the things that God is doing right now in your life. Don't see them as insignificant. Don't belittle them. See them as God showing up in your life and he's trying to give you this confidence, this holy confidence that you can walk in as his son, as his daughter. I learned a long time ago, in spite of how how I feel, in spite of what I go through, that I gotta be able to pick up my head, roll back my shoulders and say, I am a child of God. Can you just do that once in a while? Do it at your house. Maybe you need to do it before you get out of, you know, right when you get out of the car and you're getting ready to go to the workplace, huh? Get out of your car, stand in your living room before you walk out the door, pick up your head, roll back your shoulders, and say, I am a child of God. Yes. You are his son. You are his daughter. He loves us with an everlasting love, an unconditional love, no strings attached to his love. You know that right now, as much as God loves you, he can't love you any less and any more. He loves you completely as he only he can right now. You are loved in in the most deepest, profound ways that a person can, can experience the love of God. He is so good to us. Let us not forget that. Now, the Bible says that right before he goes to kill the Philistines, the Bible says that he's in, he's in a cleft on the mountain, a cleft. There's an old gospel song that says, rock of ages, cleft for me. And what it was, is, it, it's, it's like a, in, in a rocky place or even a you know, rock, but there's this, this, this little dwelling place, a very small ledge, but you are safely protected there. You gotta go to that place before you go out and do this big battle. You you gotta get alone with the Rock. I ain't talking about Dwayne Johnson. I am talking about the Rock, the Lord Jesus, Erica. I ain't talking about the Rock Johnson, okay? The good-looking man, but no, we're talking about the Rock, the Lord Jesus, huh? That's who we're talking about this morning, Jesus. He is, he is solid. He is, he is our firm foundation. Hallelujah. He keeps us safe from the elements, both the, the natural elements and the spiritual elements. Hallelujah. God keeps you protected. You, you can walk everywhere you need to walk knowing that you are divinely protected. My my miha over there, she goes into she goes into a prison facility, and you know that there is madness and there is evil and there's you know, spiritual stuff going on in that place, but she walks in divinely protected. Hallelujah. It's like you get, you're getting ready to walk into that place, Angela, and it's like shields up. Whoa! And, and the protection of God is there. We don't have to walk in fear. We're not supposed to walk in fear. Huh? Fear is not something that God wants you to live in other than the fear of God, which is a reverence for God. We're not afraid of God. We fear Him because He is holy, but we're not afraid when we walk this earth. If you are, get prayed up, have people pray for you, be wise. Huh? Don't go to that place if you're afraid. And if that fear is what keeps you away from that place, then let it be so. See, there are some places that God doesn't want us at anymore. Huh? God doesn't want us there anymore. God doesn't want you living in fear. God doesn't want us living in anger. He doesn't want you living bitter. Does that sound like a Christian life? I'm a Christian, but I'm angry. Who? I am angry at everybody. Huh? You're bitter. That goes beyond anger, that goes beyond hate. Now it's bitterness, the Bible talks about it, it gets down in your soul and it makes you, bitter is talking about this ugly, sour, bitter, ugly feeling inside of your spirit. And we got to let things go that, that, that have hurt and damaged us. We have to ask God to heal us. This is a place of healing and restoration. I have seen time and time again God do miracles in this place in people's lives. God can heal you. If you're hurting, if you're broken, if your marriage needs the attention of God, let him heal you. Next thing you know, his, his own people, the, pe- the people of Judah, they come after him with 3,000 men. They're going to arrest him. They're going to arrest him. He says, what's going on? He says, don't let, I, I don't want to be killed by you. Deliver me over to them. And, and sometimes we, we got to be ready. Ready? Huh? You need to be ready. You need to have your guard up. You need to be prayed up, knowing that, okay, I'm getting ready to face a battle. God will allow you to sense it. Something's coming up. Something's not right. I love what Pastor, Pastor Brian Goodell said many years ago. He says, you know in your knower. Yeah. Huh? You, don't, you can't explain it, but you just know that you know that something's up. Get ready. Get prayed up. Put on the full armor of God. It's the only way you're going to stand. He goes into battle and he fights a thousand men. He he destroys a thousand men. He says heaps upon heaps. These men, bodies were piled on top of bodies. Limbs upon limbs. And the Bible says that the spirit of God came mightily upon him at that time. Apparently the spirit leaves. Now he's tired. And he calls on God and says, God... Killed all these men. I had this great victory. Now I'm going to die of thirst? And God causes water to come out of nowhere. Have you ever noticed that the refreshings of God seem to come out of nowhere? Huh? All of a sudden, you, some of us didn't even know we got refreshed, but we're able to look back and say, the only reason I made it is because God came right there at that moment and got me through. When you, you, Some of us didn't even see it, and all of a sudden, I made it through that because of God. I was ready to give up right about there, and God came through. When I got diagnosed with cancer, I, I, I didn't know how serious it was until my doctor told me later. She goes, you were just, she goes, you were just about at stage four. She was the tumor was ready, just about ready to spread through your body, we don't know what we would have been able to do. They go, but we caught it in time. And after the surgery they said, and there is no residual cancer in your body. I, I, I'm being honest with you, it is hard living with the after effects of cancer. My body gets tired, I have I suffer from neuropathy, I you know, I can't walk like I used to, you know. I wish I could still do my gangster walk, I can't do it no more. <laughs> I can barely do the cholo shuffle. It's maybe like half a song with my wife, and I got to go sit down. I have here what's called a stoma, and this is how I use the restroom. And it's with me for the rest of my life, and it's something I have to deal with. It is also, though, a reminder of where God brought me through. I look back to that moment and say, I almost quit right there. The radiation... It's just, I can't do this anymore, babe. And she says, but just won't, you just got a couple more treatments, babe. It's going to be okay. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do it no more. I just, I'm done. No, let's do it. You'll be okay. Come on. I'm going with you. Let's go. God gave me that little, just enough strength to finish my treatment and get through. Some of you think you're ready to quit. God's not going to let you. God is going to supply the strength that you need, the grace that you need the wisdom that you need to get through and say, I almost quit right there, but God brought me through. We serve a God that is faithful to his word. We serve a God that is faithful to his promises. Some of us need to be reminded of that this morning. Somebody out there listening via our cameras needs to know that right now, that God shows up at the perfect time. The timing of God is perfect. He will give you the strength that you need at the perfect time. And just like me, you're going to be able to say, I almost quit right there. But if I caught 300 foxes, hallelujah. If I caught 300 foxes, I'm ready for this next battle. And I'm going to be victorious because God has always been faithful to me. Hallelujah. where we stand today. Hallelujah. We stand in the faithfulness of God. We stand upon his word. Hallelujah. We we stand knowing all that Jesus has already completed. The work has been done. Hallelujah. The work of Jesus Christ was complete. But sometimes on this side of heaven, it's just a process to get through and be healed. May the Lord Jesus Christ encourage you today. I'm just, I'm just a mouthpiece. If something is going to stay and stick to your spirit, man, it's because God showed up and touched you right now by his Holy Spirit. Just like that. God touching you. Boom. Boom. Right there in the back. Somebody right now God just touching you by his Holy Spirit. You walked in today ready to quit and God by his Holy Spirit said, not today. And he says, over here, not never. Huh? Some of you right now, God has just said it, never again. Right now, God says, you are healed. The Spirit of God like came on occasion upon Samson. Today, the Spirit lives in every one of us every day of our lives. Without fail, the Holy Spirit is in you living, doing the things of God in your life.
1: This has been New Hope Radio, a ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship. You're invited to worship with them at 22110 Montgomery Street in Hayward. Services are held Sundays at 10 a.m. For other service times and more information, see New Hope Christian Fellowship online at nhcfonline.org. That's nhcfonline.org. Join us next week at this time for New Hope Radio here on AM 1100 KFAX.
0: Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.